Today's episode was co-produced with the EPFL Entrepreneur Club, a new student association which promotes entrepreneurship on the EPFL campus through community building, entrepreneurship events, and services to startups. Over the next five weeks, we will be taking you on a journey through the Swiss Romandie to highlight the stories of students, researchers, and entrepreneurs, and find out more about all the exciting initiatives around the EPFL Lausanne. We want to, let's say, mainstream sustainability into what means to be a startup at EPFL. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Alessandra, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. You are a sustainable entrepreneurship manager at Tech for Impact which is an EPFL initiative for accelerating groundbreaking and sustainable technological solutions to create positive societal and environmental impact. And there you are leading the Changemaker program. So I want to learn more about what motivated you to really, you know, start or be part of that initiative. What's the motivation behind Tech for Impact and the Changemaker program especially? Sure. Um, so at Tech for Impact, as you well said, what we are trying to do is we're trying to build bridges uh, and build this gap uh, between you know, science, technology, and research into actual implementation of solutions for sustainable impact. Uh, as we're based at the EPFL, and BPFL, EPFL is one of the you know, world-leading technical universities, um, it is one of the key players in, in innovation in Switzerland and beyond. So we do think that the university has, let's say, a specific position and advantage to actually put forward its technical expertise, general competencies uh, to society and to actually find uh, entrepreneurial solutions that can you know, achieve the sustainable impact, um, especially when we are talking about the UN agenda for 2030. Uh, on top, of course, we are located in the, in the Le Mans, Lac Le Mans region. We're quite, quite close to international Geneva. Uh, and we work with a bunch of different stakeholders to actually try to build this ecosystem for sustainable impact, for bringing science, uh, technology, research closer to actual solutions. Um, so this is what we do at Tech for Impact. Um, one of the of the ways that we're trying to do this, uh, and we have an array of very diverse programs, um, is now the EPFL Changemakers. Um, the EPFL Changemakers is a program that we have just recently launched, and it's a program that we've launched together with the startup unit at EPFL, so it's not only us. Uh, we already collaborate, uh, let's say, from the design of the program. And what we are trying to do here is how can we best support um, students entrepreneurs or students who want to develop and design their own projects um, into actually, you know, making, implementing the solutions that they have in mind. Um, before at EPFL, we used to have grants that were given to students that they had when they had their entrepreneurial ideas. Uh, we had actually two separate grants, one from the startup unit and one from us, Tech for Impact, but they kind of had the same spirit that we are giving financial aid to students who are starting their launching their first startups, um, but what we recognize with uh, 
with, let's say, the grand model is that maybe we were not addressing the entire needs that the students had, uh, especially at the very early stage. Um, so, you know, financial support is not everything, especially when you are just starting uh, making your first steps into the startup world. Um, so, so we really, you know, actually asked ourselves and we had a, a, a couple of meetings with the team like this, are we providing the best, um, is, our, is our solution at the end, or is our, our grants really uh, addressing uh, the, the major needs of the students? This is the best way to support student entrepreneurship on campus at EPFL, um, or do we need to tweak it? Uh, and also, of course, uh, are our internal resources used at best? Because this is also, you know, another question. Uh, the grants can be quite demanding in terms of meetings. And, and, we, and we just had to do like this major analysis of what we were doing and how our programs were going to. Uh, so this is why we decided actually to pivot, to do something entirely new, that uh, it's a first timer at DPFL, um, especially at the Vice Presidency for Innovation, which is where our you know, units are. Uh, and we decided to create this uh, program that it is a six months uh, support program in which we select a cohort and bring together a cohort of um, entrepreneurs of EPFL students from bachelor, master level um, throughout these six months uh, to actually you know, come together as a community and uh, learn from each other. We offer them workshops, we offer them one-to-one -one, uh, space for one-to-ones with both our teams. Uh, and try to help them forward in the best way we can. So it's a bit more of a, say we call it a comprehensive uh, support uh, to actually help them, you know, plan this hint of innovation and and drive change through their ideas. This is why we call it the the change makers. Um, and yeah, and on top and maybe and a last point in terms of the motivation for us at Tech for Impact. It was quite important to do this together with the startup unit um, because we want to, let's say, mainstream sustainability into what means uh, to be a startup at EPFL. So we don't want, you know, that uh, sustainability is always uh, left on the side and then it's like maybe some kind of CSR. Um, we actually want all the students that pass through this program to consider different questions regarding sustainability issues. Is it in their solutions? Is it in their processes? Is it in the way that they set up things? Um, so yeah, so this is why we do this joint program and bring it forward. Awesome. So from my perspective, you really solve several problems at the same time. First of all, you put sustainability on the agenda of the startups from day one, I think. That's something that's easily forgotten if, if nobody really pushes you towards that direction. And you also go, as you just mentioned, far beyond the money part. So this is, of course, one issue in the beginning, but it's also a lot about know-how and network and just access to the right people to talk to and to help you in these early days. So uh, I think that's a really, really great initiative. Is there any particular students that this initiative is, is aimed at or who's like your target student, basically? Um, our target student. So let's say a requirement we said from the start is you need to be either bachelor master students and you need to have an idea so you know you need to come with an idea even though the idea not, doesn't need to be a game changer uh, we're gonna work on that you know we actually hope that our students not necessarily pivot their entire ideas but that they see okay how can we make this better um, and do we need to improve it and do we need to change it and if you need to change it let's say let's change it early stage let's change it fast uh, um, so I would say we are aimed at 
very motivated students. I mean, the students at the EPFL, they definitely, uh, free time is not necessarily something they have a lot <laughs> as, as good engineers and science students. Uh, so they are extremely motivated to, to run a project on their own, on their free time, to give additional hours. Um, this is a program that currently doesn't give any uh, credits, any ECTS points or any you know, academic credits. So it's, it's really them as much as they want to engage. Uh, so actually for the application process, we looked much more at what is their motivation. Of course, we looked at what their idea was, but we really tried to understand what is their motivation and didn't only base ourselves on, a, let's say, a paper-based type of application, uh, but tried to go further beyond. And let's also talk about the team that actually makes this program happening, right? So who else is part of your team and what experience do these people bring to the table? Um, so, yes, uh, the team is quite experienced. Uh, let's say I worked uh, directly with, uh, first we have the head of the startup unit, which is uh, Andre Katana. He is extremely passionate to foster, you know, entrepreneurship in general at EPFL at every single level. I mean, they the startup unit doesn't only work with students, of course, with researchers, professors and ecosystem partners and he actually is the co-founder of the Technology Transfer Office at EPFL and uh, has been supporting uh, startups since the 90s. <laughs> so it's definitely his expertise. Um, and then we also have the head of Tech for Impact, which is uh, Julia Binder. And she, of course, is an expert on all sustainability topics uh, from research, also startup creation, and really helps us you know, make things happen in, in every sense. So I would say like me being accompanied by let's say two heads of two units, uh, one that I'm part of, but the other one that we collaborate greatly and bring this power forward. Um, it makes the program really rich and the design of it, um, it's been, I mean, it's been super interesting, right? Because uh, when you put two units together working on one thing and different perspectives, and then every decision that we take, um, we really think it through and we can bounce ideas. You know, I can talk to Andre and then I talk to Julia and then uh, together we make this make this forward. And of course, we rely on the entire team of our respective units of uh, at the Vice Presidency of Innovation. There's a lot of very capable colleagues. And also now, um, which I, I almost forgot to mention, of course, we collaborate with uh, a student association, actually. There's the EPFL Entrepreneurial Club. Uh, and there we have uh, our, our biggest uh, contact point is Marwan, uh, and they help us with everything that is peer, especially peer-to-peer -peer, uh, type of support. Because at the end, I mean, we um, are not, you know, we, we want to ensure that we co communicate with the students the best, but, you know, there's things that... Uh, it's even better when it's among colleagues and we see the value in peer-to-peer -peer type of support um, very high. Uh, so this is why it was very important for us to collaborate with the, uh, the student association. They actually managed the online community. They helped us on the bootcamp uh, to set the, the feedback of the students, of needs assessment. We might host some of the workshops with them. Uh, for us, it's been definitely great support. So let's say with these three, Marwan, Julia, Andre, me, um, and of course, everybody who is behind it, it it's uh, quite... Uh, collaborative um, project. Sounds like a good mix. Yeah. I know this is still a fairly new program that you just launched there, but maybe there are still certain milestones that you have recently achieved that you can share with us. What comes to mind if you think about the milestones besides the launch of the actual program? Exactly. The launch, uh, definitely a, a big milestone. We 
we pivoted and developed and implemented this program uh, during the summer. So that was a big milestone. Um, we launched and we opened applications and closed applications and now have selected our cohort of 20 students. Um, 20 students that almost all of them, um, or I say it the other way, we have 16 projects for 20 students. So we have a couple of students that actually belong to the same team, but they all had to apply. It, it's a personal status. Changemaker is a personal status. So they all went still to the application process. Um, these 20 students are quite diverse. Um, we have uh, one of our big milestones, we like to say, we have six women in the cohort, which for an engineering school is uh, quite important. Uh, good representation. And the students, we have um, bachelor, most master level, and then we also have even two PhDs who highly request us to please join, even though the program at the beginning, we didn't design it with PhD students in, in mind. But we start to give it a try for this first edition and see how it goes for them as well. Um, the students, um, we ha I mean, we have everything, computer, I mean, everything within the spectrum, of course, of science and engineering, uh, nanotechnologies, management of technology, computer science, um, civil engineering. I mean, you mentioned it, we have it. Um, then we just run our first two sessions, actually, last week, which was our first and at the same time, probably last in-person session, at least for this year. Um, due to the situation, we had a full day boot camp, which was a, a great event uh, with an external facilitator and the students, you know, had a, a great time. Um, and then just yesterday, when, no, two days ago, we had our first um uh, online workshop on product market fit with our vice president for innovation, uh, Mark Gruber on where to play. And today, I mean, just after this, uh, this podcast, we're going to meet um, all together and have our first like online uh, happy hour, if you want some sharing, some like, how is it going type of thing. Before we continue with the show, a quick information about an event happening tomorrow. If you're looking to meet new energy and clean tech startups working in Switzerland, join the Energy Startup Day that will take place tomorrow on December 1st from 2 to 6 p.m. online. Over 40 startups will pitch in the afternoon session, covering topics like new B2C and B2B business models, dealing with peer-to-peer -peer electricity networks, carbon neutral mobility, synergistic sector coupling, and also urban heat systems, and much more. Each pitching session will be followed by a dedicated breakout room for online networking. At the end of the event, they will also announce the winners of three startup awards. Investors' Choice, Experts' Choice and Public Choice voted on by the participants of the event. So if you're into clean tech, visit www.energy-startup-day.ch to get the online link and register for free. Yeah, that's a very important part to also consider when setting up such a program, right? You always need to have the topic-specific input, but then also make enough room for the social interaction and exchange. Yeah, it's it's super important. And something that, I mean, for us, this is also a change, right? Before we used to have, as I said, we used to have these grants and then we give grants to students and, and, and we did it at different times. So the students didn't even meet, you know, they didn't know who, maybe they knew who else had a grant, but that was it. Now we're bringing 20 students. They're all going through the same type of workshops, the same things. Uh, of course, there's certain tailoring uh, on the 101s and the type of expertise that they access. But um, let's say 
they're all meeting, you know, in the bootcamp, they all met to, met each other. And now, uh, of course, now we have to go online. Um, but for us, building this community of entrepreneurs, of change makers, uh, it's key. And if by meeting, you know, doing this kind of casual meeting, sometimes uh, we foster peer-to-peer learning even so better. I mean, uh, just before I, I saw a message of one of the students saying, hey, I have expertise in this. If anybody has a uh, questions I'm happy to help um, for anything that is leadership skills, for example, which is something that you don't see that often. But w- we like to think that we are at least igniting that discussion, that development and that peer-to-peer support. Awesome. Yeah, I, I can highly support that because also at Swisspinner, we run uh, founders dinners where we bring founders from all stages together for a dinner. Now also remotely in, in, in these days. Uh, but just to, to make that exchange happen and bring the people together that they can just exchange and talk about whatever is on their mind. This is so powerful about the connections, the knowledge sharing, whatever comes out of that exchange. If you have the right people made the right selection at the beginning, uh, that's where the magic happens. Then bring them together and they can really learn from each other and help each other out. That's fantastic to exactly. see. Exactly. Especially for startup creation, right? I mean, they have to find their own paths. We are just here to support them and, and give them the platform, but it's up to them to to take it forward. But as we know, you know, startups not always uh, take the straight path to success. There are usually many ups and downs. So although it's still a new initiative, I'm sure you also had some challenges that you faced. So what was the biggest, the toughest challenge that you faced along this way so far? It's just one. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely there, not yet. <laughs> there, there have been a couple. I mean, first of all, as I said, um, we did design this pro- program in a very agile whale way, which was great uh, because also we are from the team uh we are not afraid of necessarily trying something out and then failing at it and then, you know, having to pivot from it. Actually, the entire opposite. We are like, okay, let's let's try it out. If it doesn't work, let's do something else. And, you know, in, in terms of the components of the program, right, um, very open to feedback. So this has been great. But we did develop this in midst of all these, you know, crazy times. Uh, so actually, you know, when we started having the discussions early in the year, we were doing this everything online. And sometimes this can pose challenges when you don't get to see the team uh, with whom you're developing an entire new initiative. Um, so this sometimes was tough, uh, but we have had so many WhatsApp and, and Zoom and email calls. So, you know, this has helped. Um, I think now also the uncertainty. I mean, up, up until na- last week, we were had in place a lot of measures to be able to have the workshops in person, you know, having rooms that are twice or three times as big as the amount of people that we are, really restricting uh, who is coming, having the list, the registrations, following all the guidelines, and then planning also for those guidelines. And then, you know, from one day to another, or maybe not one day to another, but a couple of days before you wonder, uh, it appears everything is going to change. And then how is that going to change? so last week was a bit of a headache for us. Uh, almost every day we were, you know, calling and thinking we need to change. What, what do we need to do? And um, but it's good. I mean, I think now that we know that everything is online, at least we can focus on that. And now this is the challenge that I'm trying to to solve right now is how do we implement a program that it makes sense when it's in. I mean, it also makes sense when it's online. But let's say one of the biggest things that we wanted to push. Uh, was when it was in person uh, that they get to see each other, build community, that we do the workshops, very interactive workshops that they can work on their own uh, ideas during the workshop. 
everything online now. So what does that mean? You know, everybody, I think, now knows uh, concentration spam when you're on Zoom. Uh, how do you work? Uh, you have the breakout rooms. Is it interactive enough? Um, you know, this happy hour that I mentioned before, today is the, like, uh, the first time that we're going to host it. And I'm thinking, okay, do we need to have some, you know, some activities, some slides? Uh, what is the format? It changes a lot. Uh, so this is the, the current challenge I think that we are going to face uh, to turn this into a valuable experience despite us not to be, be able to see each other. Yeah, so you have to stay flexible. You have to make it work if it's happening physically, hybrid or fully remote. You have to make sure that everything works. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think uh, resembles the startup process in that sense. <laughs> we Absolutely are, right. We are ready for the changes that come uh, and we'll adapt and what I really like is that the students, they are passionate and motivated and they are also aware of the situation, right? Uh, I mean, we are all in the same boat, let's say. Uh, so if there's anything, you know, we write and then I'm going to ask today, actually, like, what do you guys think? Should we have these sessions? Should we change something? Should we, you know, I don't know. Yeah, constantly ask for feedback. Yes, all the time. It's key. Feedback is key. It has made the... Uh, this program come to existence for sure. I, I alone wouldn't have been able to do it without all the feedback that we got throughout the process. With your initiative, you're also part of the startup ecosystem in the Western part in the Swiss Romandie. From your perspective, what is the ecosystem in the Western part doing well and what could still be improved or what's missing from your perspective? Yes, it is. And it's doing great, actually. You know that the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor has recognized Canton Vaux and Geneva as hidden champions of entrepreneurship. You know, what can be a surprise for many is that we actually have similar numbers of spin-offs, startups, and entrepreneurial activity as Canton Zurich, attracting an equal amount of venture capital investments. So yes, the Ramandi has quite a vibrant and growing startup ecosystem that many investors are looking at already. And it is in this context uh, that the EPFL is considered as a key driver in the entrepreneurial innovation of the region. More than you know, half or, or even much higher of the investments generated in the region have been raised out of EPFL. So this is something that you see um, in different entrepreneurial ecosystems. You know, you think of Zurich and, and you have ETH, you think of Munich and, and there's a two München, you have, of course, San Francisco and Berlin and Stanford. And, you know, across the globe where you have a strong tech university, you will also see very high entrepreneurial activity levels. And at EPFL, we're very keen in developing and supporting this growing entrepreneurial ecosystem, both at the university, but also in the Romandie region. In terms of you know, what is missing or what can be improved, first of all, we would have to say, uh, I would have to say, is the impact dimension. You know, we are already going in this direction, but we still need more resources, expertise, and funding directed specifically towards impact-driven ventures. We do have more partners and actors uh, working to push sustainable entrepreneurship, but the support needs to continue growing uh, across the region. And I think this is also you know, across Switzerland. We actually do see this need uh, directly reflected in, uh, in our young entrepreneurs at EPFL and our young, our young students. Um, 
In our Changemakers cohort, for example, most students have an interest in one way or another to develop useful solutions. Is it for social, economic, or um, environmental impact? And even if their solution is not impact-driven yet, they are willing to engage in that discussion and understand how sustainability um, and, and what sustainability means for them and their projects. This is actually one of the key aspects of our programs, um, as I mentioned before. Maybe then the, the second thing that could be improved uh, is the interaction, interaction between the different regions in Switzerland. Um, there are many exciting things happening all across the country. And the question is, how can we build bridges and connections across? This is something actually where the COVID crisis has had a, a very positive effect upon. For example, we are part um, of the Versus Virus organization team, you know, Versus Virus being the national hackathon and now virtual incubator that aim at finding solutions to fight the pandemic. And we have seen now founder teams that are located and divided, you know, with founders divided across the country. And they're collaborating in a virtual way that before was you know, probably not explored enough and before being you know, just a couple of months ago. Um, even, even our team itself, it's spread between regions and organizations um, that we are all coming together for a common cause. So there is big collective potential if we break silos and you know, this famous Rusty Graben. Yeah, I think that's really a good fit to to close to your mission, right? Again, uh, to also show you what you care about and what's important. So now we talked about the initiative, the, the Game Changers initiative, the Tech for Impact. But we also want to know a bit more about you. So we prepared three rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I am ready. So the first one is, what's a surprising fact that people don't know about you? Yeah, ich kann fünf Sprachen. Deutsch ist eins davon und ich lerne gerade Sprache Nummer sechs. Nice one. Cool. Who do you admire the most? Is there any certain person that comes to mind? Well, I tend to find inspiration in my most immediate surroundings. And here I must say it's actually my current boss and good friend, Julia, Julia Binder. You know, she is quite inspiring, super smart, um, heading a bunch of initiatives, um, of course, Tech for Impact, deputy director also of the vice presidency of innovation she's leading research teaching managing us so she has quite some responsibilities we always wonder how she does it um but she always finds time to listen you know to sit down or or rather zoom in now and discuss and, and we get to create together and she's someone i can trust and for me you know uh, a model uh, of a colleague of a good boss and of a you know great and, and very strong woman. I think sounds like a wonderful role model and even better that you are able to work with her uh, in the same organization. Yes, such a such a learning. Um, I mean, you, you find uh, the gems despite, you know, being in a, in a COVID situation, despite us working from home, you know, it's still nice to come to work when you know you have such a role model to, to learn from. And also maybe just, you know, if people are interested to learn more about the Game Changers program or Tech for Impact in, in general, where should they head to? Where can they learn more about your, your programs? So you can um, find, of course, everything in general about innovation at DPFL on our 
on the EPFL website, we have a dedicated section for innovation and you can see the work that we do in general for the, from the vice presidency of innovation. Uh, and then the startup unit, you know, Tech for Impact, we are on LinkedIn, Tech for Impact. Uh, so you can follow us there if you want the latest updates from us. And the change makers, we are also have a site, um, uh, a website. It's just EPFL change makers. You can Google that and you're going to get all the information. We have also, we, we feature the students that are part of our first cohort and what their projects are. Uh, so also feel free to look at it. And if you think of any resources or any way, or you're interested in talking to any of our students to support them in any way, feel free to reach out to us. I mean, we are super happy to receive, of course, that type of support uh, and uh, links. Yeah, and get inspired to then apply for the second cohort, I hope. Yes, exactly. Next year, um, second cohort uh, of the Changemakers. So every EPFL student that is interested, please reach out. Uh, and we, we already got some requests even from other universities. Uh, so let's see. let's see where the road takes us. This is just the start. Cool. Alessandra, thank you so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure to jump over the Röstigraven yes. uh, to also <laughs> learn more about what's going on in Lausanne. And uh, I'm sure that our listeners also appreciate that. Thank you for the time and the insights and all the best and lots of success with everything that you'll tackle in the future. Thank you very much. It was very nice to talk to you. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Stay connected with the Swisspreneur community through our LinkedIn and Instagram profiles. Make sure to subscribe to our show on whatever podcast platform you're using. See you next week for a brand new episode of the Swisspreneur Show.